0: This is the Grind, Sell, and Elevate podcast by Tizer Evans, where we do a deep dive on how to stay driven, how to be a top-tier salesperson, and how to elevate the quality of your
1: life. Thanks for joining me today on Grind, Sell, and Elevate. I sit down with Mike Rock, who is the author of his new released book, Rocket Fuel. He is the CEO of People Building Incorporated, and he's also a Grant Cardone licensee. So Mike and I had a great conversation on how he got to start, the trials and tribulations he had to overcome to start becoming a multi-multi-millionaire and what the purpose and vision of his new book is. So stay tuned with my conversation with Mike. If you guys haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast. I really appreciate your support. Drop me a five-star review. Leave me a comment. Tag me. Like me on social media. Let me know you're listening so I can share some love. So then we can continue to spread the value of this podcast. Thanks so much. And without further ado, here's my conversation conversation with Mike Sea Rock. I've got Mike C-Rock on Grindstone Elevate. Mike, how are you?
0: Good, Tizer. What's happening, man? Hey, by the way, before you get started, I got to just one thing I always do on interviews, man, is I express gratitude. Uh, I want to thank you for having me. I'm humbled for the opportunity to share with you and, and your audience. So thank you.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I know your time is valuable. You've got a lot going on. The CEO of uh, PP Building Incorporated, you've released a new book. You're a podcast host, so uh, your time is super valuable, so I appreciate you coming on as well. Um, first, I want to kind of start with you know your new book that's coming out, Rocket Fuel, and find out what inspired you to write this and kind of where you're at right now.
0: Well, uh, it's going to edit right now, and it's coming out February 7th, which is my birthday, 44, number 44. Nice. Um it's on pre-sale, though. Uh, you can go there, mikecrock.com forward slash book and check it out. But I, I was inspired to write the book because I saw, uh, I saw a guy named Pete Vargas at GrowthCon. And he, he spoke uh, back in the Miami one. And I was in the audience of 30-some thousand people. Uh, I don't know if you were you at that one.
1: I wasn't there. Yep.
0: Okay. Well, I was sitting down in VIP, like right in the middle near the pitcher's mound. And when he spoke, nobody knew who Pete was at that time. And when he spoke and he started talking about his dad, man, I just like felt like everybody else disappeared. And it was Pete sitting there on a stage talking to me. And it was the most surreal situation that I, I I just can't even, can't even express in words, like how weird it was, man. And uh, the reason is, is that I have a story about my father and I just never shared it. I'm kind of embarrassed by it. I'm kind of, you know, I was, I'm not anymore, but so I sat there and listened to Pete, tell the story about his father and how he grew up and the relationship they had and how they got back together from it. And, I just, I was just blown away by the fact of how it impacted me. And I thought to myself, well, let me try sharing my story. Mm-hmm. So I started telling my story, one person, two people, 10 people, and they were all inspired. And, you know, it ties the way my my mind works is that I start to think, well, shoot, if it works for 10, what if I could get to 10 million? Right. And, Love and that. that like, you know, that, that got me like if 10 people did it, there's no doubt about it. So what I missed up on before in my life, and I think a lot of people do, and the reason they don't share their story is because one, they they think it's ordinary, they think it's no big deal, and you don't need an extraordinary story to share a story to connect with people. Number two, they they may think nobody cares. Uh, three, they think that uh, it, you know they're embarrassed by it. It's like a lot of people go through abuse. And they don't want to share it, or they they came from a poor family, or whatever the case is, and they don't they're they're embarrassed by that for some reason. And I was, you know, and the fourth reason, which is the most important one to me, is that we underestimate the power of our story to inspire millions of people. And mm-hmm. so I noticed that I learned I was observant, and I said, you know, what? I got to get the story out. So I started the podcast, "What Are You Made Of," and I started writing this book and journaling my journey as I was going. And um, this book, Rocket Fuel, will change lives because. It's not the things in life like wins and encouraging people and successes that stop us. Of course, it's all the opposite. The negative stuff, the disappointments, the setbacks, the letdowns, the negative people, all that stuff stops you. It gets in your head and messes with you. Right. And if I found out if I can not just eliminate that stuff, but if I can take it and actually convert it into rocket fuel, to not get back to my original form. Resilience is a word that a lot of people use or come back. I don't like that. I don't think it's powerful enough. You know, I, I think that we need to talk about going past where we were. Right. Nobody, like setbacks are put in our lives for whatever reason to build us up and make us stronger, not to get back to where we were. So resiliency is not a strong word. We got to convert these things to rocket fuel, to blast off out of setbacks to, to higher levels that we could never imagine. And that's what it's all about.
1: Love that. So, you know, without giving too much away, I've listened to Pete speak a few times and he does have a very powerful story. Um, and I, I liked it cause I didn't know who he was. It's the only guy in GrowthCon. You're like, you know, he talks about this, like who the fuck, who the fuck is, yeah. Pete you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But that line up with the Jesse Itzler and Sarah Blakely and, and, and Damon John and whatnot. But, um, so you're talking about some of your setbacks and I think it's important for context, maybe to talk a little bit about what your mission has been with people building uh, incorporated and why you've started that and kind of what has been your mission with with starting that company and consulting other people.
0: Well, you know, I, I grew up around a lot of broken people, man, and uh, drug addicts, alcoholics, um, crazy people. And I just got tired of like, just accepting the, being the fact that that's the way it was. And uh, I, I, I think, you know, also at a young age, my mom said I was going to be a leader. She told me I was going to be an influence. And I, I didn't even know what that meant. Like she just started putting it in my brain. And so when something happens like that, good and bad, when something's imprinted into your subconscious mind, you start acting like that. And that's a lesson for everyone, even no matter what age you are, that if you start really imprinting things into your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind going to go out of its way to make that happen and prove things to be the case around that, that, that imprintation or imprint whatever you want to call it. So she did that at a young age. So I was always trying to help people and lead people. And, 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 you know, my dad, when I was 11 years old after living with him for three years in a really not a good environment, man, just psychological abuse, um, emotional abuse done by, I I don't want to get into the details exactly, but sure. um, I just was ready to get out of there and i had my mom file court papers and my dad got surprised one day with court papers in the mail. And I was waiting for that because I didn't know what was going to happen. And, uh, he told me to go to my room when I got home from school one day. And now my dad was my hero. He had rough hands, big forearms. He always carried a lot of hundred dollar bills around in his pocket with a rubber band around it. And I thought that was cool. You know, I was like, man, this is awesome. He didn't pass <laughs> around all the time. And, uh, you know, when he found out that I wanted to leave, you know, when I confirmed that I wanted to leave, he said, you know what, that's fine. He takes one of those hundred dollar bills, crumples up, throws it at me. And says, you're going to need this when you're living on the street through your mother one day. And, uh, to me, at that moment now i'm a stubborn guy i don't know about you but i'm stubborn and i think stubborn's good if you're stubborn on the right thing right um but at that moment i thought to myself well first of all dude you're not writing my story like i'm not I, i'm not letting you to dictate my future i'll show you that's the kind of thing went through my head and then number two i just thought you know remember I'm, I'm thinking i'm a leader i gotta be in like this this situation i'm in with split parents i thought it was normal i didn't think anything of it i thought it was ordinary Mm -hmm. even the stuff, the bad stuff I went through, I thought it was like, this is, this is what you got to go through. So I thought there's other people that might be going through this and that I could help them by being a role model to show them that you can come out from something like this and be freaking like phenomenal. So everything I did from that point on, I didn't know exactly how to do it other than just being the best I could possibly be, be the greatest at everything I did. And so that's what I always strive for. I was always a hustler. I always went and tried to be the best at school, sports, work, anything I did. And I always looked to also help people that needed a hand to to be pulled forward. So, um, that's where it all stemmed from, man. I just noticed I'm a, I'm a people builder at heart and I want to help people and build them. And, and, uh, you know, I do that in my work and I do that, you know, I have a mortgage company, successful mortgage group that we're in with nation's lending. And, uh, we're in the mid Atlantic region in Miami. I got 40 employees and we just constantly are trying to work with our employees and build them. And, uh, so that's what, that's where it comes from, man.
1: I love that. And I think that that's great that you used what you had to overcome to help and serve others. That says a lot about who you are. And I kind of always have had that little bit of a chip on my shoulder. We have a a similar upbringing, different, I'm sure, in a lot of senses. I I don't really get into mine either. But, you know, for those of people listening who don't have that same type of chip, because I've always used that as my fuel. Like I came from a town of 5,000 people, always told I wasn't going to go anywhere you know, I graduated in class in 97, 70, you're still there. And I always just said, fuck it. I'm going to go out. If I fail, I fail. So when you start working with people, maybe who don't have the same type of mindset as you or I that don't have that chip, that type of fuel, how do you get them to start to see and to believe in their own greatness?
0: Well, I mean, the first thing you do is you got to find that fuel, that fuel source, man. I mean, you know, everybody's storing things in their trunk. And so what we really got to do is if they don't have anything in their tank and they don't know where their fuel is, then we go looking in the trunk. All right. What's in your trunk, man? What's weighing you down? What's blocking you? What's keeping you from going where you want to go? That's the stuff we find. That's the stuff. We just take it from the trunk. We put it in the fuel tank and we go. And that's, that's the basis of it, man. We find out what people want. Most people, 95% of people that you talk to have no idea what they want in life. They have no idea their ideal life. You got to iron that out first, get really clear on it, get intentional, create intention statements and then use that fuel to go get what you want and you by the that. way tizer how do we get in touch because i can't remember I, I remember talking to you via some somewhere but i don't remember how we got in touch
1: it was the 10x facebook group
0: okay gotcha yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I i just I, I get i
0: got feelers out there everywhere yeah that's good I, I don't turn i don't turn people down man if they want to they want to talk man we talk
1: no, I loved it. Yeah, no, it was it was a great opportunity, so I jumped on it. We we, we linked up on there. that was for reaching in, out, man. Yeah, no, yeah. Thank you for responding. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. You said I see also see that you're Grant Cardone licensee. How's that been going for you?
0: It's great, man. I did it first of all just to have access to to the team and be around sure. them more. And yeah. I didn't really you know just think about setting up a a uh, actual company selling Grant Cardone content, but uh what it's done for me is allowed me to access other people that are in the group get closer to grant and his team richie dolan mentoring and coaching has been phenomenal i don't know if you know richie richard dolan's a a, a great individual great human being coaches lebron and the lakers and all that but he's in you know he's he's the head of uh cardone licensing and uh, I get access to him and it's just a phenomenal organization to be a part of. And now I have all the access to Grant's content, the behind the scenes stuff that I can work with and and coach people. And uh, it's just a great thing to be a part of, man. I want to be a part of 10X. Like I I have my own brand and some people say like, why do you still attach yourself to 10X and Grant? Like, you know, you got to go out on your, I'm I'm out on my own, man. But I think that to me, I want to be a part of something great and then develop something great to go along with it. And I think that's Fantastic. And I'll share something with you right now that I haven't shared yet. Um, we're gonna go public with this soon. But Grant Cardone wrote the foreword for my new book, Rocket Fuel. Awesome. And uh, you know, I wanted that a long time ago and I went and got it. And it wasn't easy. You gotta, you know, you gotta pay for access. Yep. You gotta you gotta make it worth your while, but you also gotta live up to a certain standard. He's not gonna put his name on somebody's book that is not living up to the standard that he expects. And that's that's an honor for me. And also it was great to see what his thoughts were on turning setbacks into rocket fuel and how that meant or what that meant to his success in his life, which when you guys read the forward, you guys would see it. It's pretty awesome.
1: That is awesome. Well, congratulations. That Thank says a, a lot to about what, who you are and your message and how you're helping people. Cause I know, I feel like that's, you know, Grant talks about that a lot of his legacy, like his real estate, he doesn't need money. Right. So it's like, Everything he does is about his legacy and giving back to others. And so that says a lot to who you are for him to be able to do that uh, with you and for you. So I I also want to get into, because obviously I'm wearing the 10X hoodie just by uh, chance. It was cold today. Uh, I've got, you know, all in my office, we've got 10X stuff. Um, So I've been to several of the growth cons like we just talked about. So how do you go about someone as ambitious as you with setting your goals?
0: Uh, Well, first of all, I'm a believer in God. And uh, I believe I was put here um, by my creator to do awesome things. Like, you know, when you believe in God, you know, you got to believe in like an all powerful, omnipresent, omnipotent being. And when that's the case and what I learned from growing up and I've seen too much not to believe that we're, we're supposed to be an image of God. He put us here to be an image of God. So what's that mean? Well, it means, okay, we look like him, but does that mean that we should be powerful as well and we should be able to accomplish like unlimited, like have unlimited potential? And I believe my spirit is unlimited. Like I can do whatever that I decide to do and my body might be physically limited to a certain extent, but my spirit is unlimited potential. So every day I wake up, Tizer, I really feel like I need to make sure that I'm going towards every blessing that was given to me. And some people call it blessing. Some people call it potential. Whatever you want to call it, but if I feel like I, if I, if I'm not striving to reach that, I don't even know what it is. By the way, nobody knows what their potential is. Right. But I just know I was blessed. I want to prove it now, and I want to share, sprinkle it around everybody else. And if I don't do that, I feel like it's a slap in the face of my creator. So that's what I believe. Everybody has their own beliefs. I'm firm on it, Um, and and I. It's working for me, man, and I'm going to big places to inspire millions of people. And it's not about me.
1: Right, I love that. Now, with your mortgage company, I want to talk to you a little bit about leadership because I think that's super important of how to cultivate. There's, a, you know, a lot of the demographics of the show is really young males that are out hustling, uh, young sales leaders, young entrepreneurs. So when you're talking about creating culture, you know, to have a company of 40 employees, that's a lot. That's a lot of people to manage. That's a lot of people to oversee. It's a lot of mouths to feed. So how do you start to cultivate a, a culture or what are maybe some of your principles that people want to work for you and with you? And how do you keep trying to elevate, you know, your company to get to the next level?
0: So it's not about mortgages, right? It's not about just that. It's about helping people achieve the home ownership dream, but we have a bigger purpose than that. And so what we look at is, all right, well, when you bring somebody in, let's paint the picture of our team. So number one, have a big vision, big goals, and be very clear with it. Like Bob Ross, the painter, you paint the picture. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And also then what's important though, a lot of people miss this step right here. You need to find out each individual's goals, what they're, what they want in their life. Where, where do they want to be in their career? What do they want to be with their finances? And you need to find that out as a leader and you need to, make sure that you're telling them that you want to help them get there and you make sure it aligns with the team's goals. If it doesn't align with the team's goals, you got to get it in alignment or they have to go somewhere else and work. It is what it is. That's one thing. Number two is gratitude. We express gratitude in our organization from when we've just two of us to 40 people. Uh, once a week, we have a meeting. Our, well, we have meetings all the time, but we have one meeting in particular where we do a gratitude activity where we go around a group it sounds corny, like a Thanksgiving dinner type thing, but it is what it is. And, it, and it's been phenomenal because resentment from our organization has disappeared. So we go around the group and name one person on the team that did something special the week before. And we just fire through with that. So gratitude's number two. Number three is unlimited income potential. Mm. We create opportunity for everybody in our team to bring revenue into the company. And it's expected of every individual, whether they're in sales or not. And that's changed the ball game because... One, it changes the financial condition of those individuals that aren't normally in sales. They can make as much money as they want, unlimited income. And another thing, it is when the people that aren't salespeople are bringing revenue into the company, it helps pay for their salaries, which allows us to hire more people for better customer service. Right. And number four is group accountability. Like the accountability should come from the leader. But at the end of the day, the leader not always around. So it's expected that the group holds each other accountable. And that's a huge thing as well, because then, you know, we're lifting each other up all the time. And those are the four pillars that we use for our culture.
1: Matt, I love that. I've never heard anybody talking about taking non-sales and giving them an incentive uh, financially, because I think, that you know, introverts, they're just as resourceful. They may not even be able to tap into their own potential until you give them the ability or push them in the right direction. Do you talk a little bit more on that in in some ways that you kind of help people that have been used to maybe a salary position or hourly position? They come into your organization and how you kind of get them to get a little bit more out of themselves and and that helps promote the, the company.
0: Well, a lot of times when they make that switch, a lot of them are going to struggle at first because they're used to having a guaranteed paycheck that comes in. Sure. But if you follow what I tell you and do what I say, as far as the steps it takes to be successful, it's guaranteed. So I don't understand what people think about like salary or commissioning. They're worried about it not coming in. They're not worried about the, the, the commission coming in. They're worried about them not being able to do the job and not doing the work it takes and not being committed and consistent. That's what they're concerned with. So you got to address that part. And sometimes people need a little help up front just to get in. And if you see some, uh, potential in someone, you think that they're going to do it. You might give them a little bit of help up front to help them out, get started. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, if you just go at it and do what you're told, as far as the steps and follow the directions, you're good, man, you will make money. And, uh, it's, it's just about wanting it and your commitment.
1: Yeah. Love that. Now with your podcast, um, you know, what you're made of, what was your idea behind that? What was kind of your mission? It's a very kind of bold statement. I, you know, um, w- w- I guess, you know, what was the thought process behind that? What are you trying to get out of it?
0: So I talked to myself a lot as a kid. I, I have seven brothers and sisters and I'm the first child in, all, in the group. And I'm the first one with the, the same parents. Like nobody else has the same two parents. And I, I felt alone a lot, man. I don't know what it was. I just t- talked to myself a lot. And so, I, you know, as I've been through tough times growing up, I look back now and I go through something tough now and I'm like, this ain't tough. Come on, dude. What are you made of? And I say that to myself. So I'm like, when I was going to tell my story on on my podcast and bring other people to share their story, I I thought, let's call it, what are you made of? And, uh, and and that's what I do. I I still say to myself, I was at the gym this morning trying to grind and I'm like, come on, man. You, You know, what are you made of? Let's go, man. You're built for this. You got this. You're an animal. I I talk to myself constantly, man, building myself up because if I'm not going to do it, then I'm not going to expect somebody else to do it. Right. And so that's just been something that's worked for me and I I continue to do it. I'm going to go to the well over and over again as long as it's working.
1: Yeah, it makes total sense. That was one of my questions to kind of uh, piggyback off of that. What are some of your success habits that work well for you You know, that you feel like that helped condition your mind, your body right so you can be on top of your game at all times?
0: Uh, well, you know, I think the one thing is gratitude every morning. When I first wake up, it gets rid of anything to complain about. The first thing I do, man, open my eyes. Thank you. Thank you. I hum a little bit. Cause uh, I don't want to wake my wife up maybe. And just like make sure my voice is there. still there. Thanks for my voice, man. I wouldn't be able to come on here and talk to you if I didn't have my voice hands, feet, man. Some people don't have fingers, man. Some people don't have what well, I got that. I mean, how can I complain about anything? So that gets rid of that from the start. And then right away from there, Uh, you know, I pray. And after I'm done praying, I get some hydration, ready to go consistency, man. And then, and then I hit the gym, I go at it. I attack the gym really hard. Like, like an animal. Like I I talk to myself, I'm like, I'm not going to come here just mess around and go half ass. Like I'm coming here to do some damage and that gets my day started. And then when I'm done working out, man, my meetings is right after that. And I get my team fired up. They're half asleep half the time. And I'm getting on there and, you know, firing their ass up. So, um, that's mainly. And then the other thing I like to do once a week, I get up really early, like super early that like the, to the point where the night before I'm like pissed off that I got to get up early the next morning. <laughs> and I talk, my try to talk myself out of it. Yeah. And it's an exercise because when I talk myself out or try to talk myself out of it, it's that bad voice. And I can kick that dude's ass once a week at least. And it reminds me that I'm in control and he isn't. And so uh, then I get up, I get up in that, that early time. And as soon as I get up, man, I'm like, all right, I don't feel like it first, but I'm up. I got it. I'm doing this and it's a win. And so it's just a training thing. I, I don't do that every day. Cause I don't want to get used to it. I want to, I want to keep myself off, like off balance a little bit. Yeah. And, and it seems to work. Yeah.
1: I like that. How early is early?
0: It depends on the season because, uh, sometimes I'll get up, uh, at four, sometimes I'll get up at five. Five thirty it just depends on the season because in the winter time it's a little later yeah um and i don't I don't get upset with myself if I like you know if if it changes like I just want to get uncomfortable it's not about the time exactly but uh usually I'm up at six six thirty but this time of year and I, and then this early day I'll get up at five five thirty and in the summertime I'm up earlier because i I have a thing like in the summertime there's right out here in my house I have the ocean right here and the sun comes up in the summertime right here the wintertime I don't get it but summertime, it's right there. So I like to beat the sun up and then take pictures of sunrises because it's a different painting every day. Yeah. So I'm encouraged to get up in, in the summertime a little earlier.
1: I love that. Beautiful. Uh, one of my last couple of questions for you, uh, Mike, is, you know, we talked a little bit about that with your proximity to Grant and people on his team, but what has mentorship been for you as far as part of your success? And you know, I think a lot of people have this stigma. It's kind of like, they treat like frats, like, right. Like I don't want to have to pay for my friends, but I think it's important to pay to be close to pro- power, you know, the proximity to get what you want to be. But a lot of people don't have that same type of mindset. So what's that meant to you as far as mentorship and, and, and you know, kind of pay to play?
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't, it, it happens. It is what it is. Like that's what happens in those, in those levels. Like you're going to find in celebrity status, sports people, you pay, you pay for them. Their time is so valuable that for them to make time for you, you got to get their attention. And the thing about it is, what people don't realize, they think about money and and this and that, like it's like scarce, right? And and that's the problem. Like I don't I don't think money's scarce. I think it's plentiful, um, and I know I can go get more. And that's the other thing: confidence to go get more. So like I'll shell out money. You know, somebody needs some money, and I'm like, yeah, hey, take it. Let's go. Let's go get some more now. It just it just gets my mind stretched out. Like when I need something, like Grant challenged me. You know, there's a little story here that, um, there's something I wanted and, you know, I've, I've invested in his programs. I've invested in masterminds, you know, growth, all that shit, man. And he challenged me with something. And when I first heard that the amount, I'm like, holy shit, are you serious? Like you, like, what?" and then I realized something. I'm like, wait a minute. That goes against everything that I've been taught by, by Grant and my mentorship goes against everything for me to react that way. So then I said, okay, well, if I really want this, I got to decide: do I want it or do I don't? If I want it, go find the money. And I found the money within two days, and I'm talking like 75 G's. And 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 I never back in the day, dude. So mentors talk about mentorship. I would never thought like that back in the day. I would have been like thinking to myself, man, how am I ever going to find that money? Like, I, how I, that's and I would just shut off because I would be thinking like, there's no way, like that's going to be, you know what I mean? But now it's like, all right, I just need it. Let's go, go get it just go get it. And then we'll go get more. So it changes everything. And then I start like when that happens to you, you start thinking bigger and you start investing in things like, you know, shit that you wouldn't normally do. You're just, mind grows, dude. You just realize there's abundance out there. It's not, Yeah. it's not like really there's nothing short out there. It, It works with women. It works with money. It works with sales and prospects and dude, it works anything that you can think of in your mind that you would normally think that you're scared to like lose or, and I hate to say women, but I'm, I'm talking about the younger kids with that. Let me, let me talk about that for a second. You got a lot of young guys listening to this show. Young guys, listen to me. This is so important because I know your mind, tr- it doesn't work this the, the way I'm about to tell you, but you got to leave the girls alone, man. Mm. You got to leave the girls alone until you get your shit straight. You got to get your finances straight. You got to get yourself straight and get yourself on the right path because you're chasing girls right now. And there might be some girls that are chasing you, but they're not the ones you want to partner with one day. Yep. And so if you do this and if you just listen to me, because this is what I would tell my 18-year-old self, stop doing that, get yourself right, stay on track. And then when you're done and you're on that, you will have the selection of your partner that you want. They will be chasing you and it'll be the right kind of women that chasing you, not for one night stands, but for a partner. And uh, that's something I just thought about and I wrote that in my book. Um, because I was thinking what I would tell my 18 year old self and you know, nothing about nothing against women or anything like that, but it's the guys like we, we chase girls and we do stupid shit to try to impress girls or get girls or something. And I think we all do it. And uh, it, it costs you money that you don't have at the time. It costs you. Uh, maybe you get into partying and drugs and drinking and all that shit. And it just leads you down the wrong road and takes you off track of your purpose.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. I my big takeaway from what you just said too, it costs you time.
0: Yeah. Right. Because- money, man.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. As you're chasing, 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 there's a lot of time you could be spent developing, developing, developing. Uh, So uh, great point, Mike, on that. And I love the story about, you know, I was remiss to think of uh, Grant saying and who's got my money. And, you know, that he made a big point. uh, And I don't know if it was in the boot camp or what, but listening to him and I'm sure you can relate to this. But like how much did the Fed just print? like five, $6 trillion.
0: Yeah. Something like that.
1: But like, but, but where's that at? Right. So like, go get it. Yeah. It's somewhere. like, you know what it's I mean? The, there's, there's no scarcity of money out there. If they turn on that printing press, man, it's just, it's only our minds is where the scarcity at. Um, so it's, it's a super great message. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, last question for you besides rocket fuel, I encourage everybody, I will put links in the show notes, uh, cause this will probably be coming out right as the time that th- that that is released. Um, or a little, be- little before, a little before, but we'll put in the, the pre-order link, uh, any other books you would recommend or anything that's really helped you podcast to get to the level that
0: you're at? Yeah. I mean, obviously the 10 X rule was a big one for me, but this one over here too, Beyond Positive Thinking, if you're listening, I know you can't see this, but Beyond Positive Thinking by Dr. Robert Anthony. Phenomenal book. Um, deep. It's only this thick. <laughs> it's like tiny, but it's phenomenal, man. And it really gets you thinking about your mind and how your mind works and what you're, let, you're letting yourself be stopped by. Um, and then I like Three Feet from Gold by Dr. Greg Reed. Is a buddy of mine. Wrote Three Feet from Gold. He's you know teamed up with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, Think and Grow Rich, great guy. Um, check that out as well. But but Rocket Fuel, man, Rocket Fuel will make you unstoppable. The cover of Rocket Fuel is going to be released. Um, I know we're recording this. It's going to be this Friday. I want to talk about that. But on the front of the cover, it just says convert setbacks, become unstoppable. That's what it's all about, man.
1: Yeah. Well, anybody who needs some rocket fuel to take it to the next level, check out Mike's book. Um, Definitely going to be checking it out myself, have my team read it next year. Mike, I appreciate your time and where can people connect with you at?
0: Go to that link, MikeCrock.com forward slash book. And uh, that's Crock with no K, MikeCrock.com forward slash book. And then on Instagram at Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y, C-R-O-C. Love engaging with people, man. Just hit me up on there. Follow me. And uh, you'll see all the updates of everything that's going on. By the way, I'm going to have a book launch party in Miami. I don't know the date of that yet, but it's coming. Cool.
1: (laughs) Cool. It's one of my favorite cities. I I love going there.
0: Yeah, buddy. Uh,
1: Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate your time, dude. Appreciate being on Grindstone Elevate.
0: Thanks for having me, Tizer. Appreciate it.